welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. Hey, this week we're talking about making sure you stay nice and comfortable during the cold winter months ahead. My friend Josh Hembry joins me right now. Third generation air conditioning and heating pro with Hembry Heating and Air. He knows a lot about this subject. And, and Josh and I share a lot of common goals in that, you know, when we go out and talk to homeowners, we're trying to make them feel comfortable. We're trying to, you know, answer the questions in a straightforward way. And uh, Josh, that's really what uh, homeowners really want because you're talking talking about one of the most important systems in their home. Right. And of course, we always encourage people, let's get out there and make those decisions before you, you know, it, it's 20 degrees outside and you <laughs> got to have a system. But uh, it is so important to really share information in a straightforward way. Uh, and I know that's exactly your style. That's right. Our whole mission is to really just demystify the HVAC industry because it's one of those things that it seems complicated. It seems like, oh my goodness, this is intimidating. I don't know what to do. And quite frankly, most people don't even think about it until there's a problem. Exactly right. And so, you know, and, and we always encourage people, if your system is getting, you know, um, 12 years old, 14 years old, you really not, you need to go ahead and start doing your research, deciding on exactly what you want. You know, a pro like Josh will many times will run a calculation on That's the right. house. It doesn't matter if you've got a three ton, four ton or a 10 ton in there, it needs to be evaluated. And um, a lot of times he can make recommendations on upgrading your insulation a little bit That's right. to make it even more more comfortable. So that's really, really important. And of course, you know, a lot of our listeners here on the podcast are are, are doers. They mm-hmm. really want to make sure that they're ready for whatever Mother Nature is going to bring their way. And, and with the, you know, the weather getting a lot colder and so forth, what are some of the things yeah. you would recommend right now that homeowners should do to make sure they stay warm this winter? Absolutely. I love this question. We always recommend pre-season maintenance, mm-hmm. pre-season preventative maintenance, if you will, because you're your air conditioning system, your heating system, it needs some love. It needs some tender love and care, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, if you proactively do that, you can avoid problems before they even become a problem. And so that's why we always recommend the preseason maintenance. It's even more important, though, going into the winter season to have your heating system inspected compared to your air conditioning system because safety inspections on heating systems, they they can save your life. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, a a great example of that, and I've heard this more than once, and of course, there's some very catastrophic stories from this Mm. type of situation. Um, And let's just call it an accident. Certainly, this is not something that someone did on purpose by any means, but over the course of the the year, Mm -hmm. um, uh, re-roofing. They're Mm -hmm. re-roofing. They're putting new roof jacks on. Mm -hmm. They accidentally knocked that vent pipe Mm -hmm. on the gas furnace over. And nobody knows it. They go ahead and roof. They've got a new roof jack on there. They assume everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going in. You don't go in the attic on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in this case, the carbon monoxide fed into that attic, and it it was a terrible ending to that. So that's another thing, you know, uh, with with that pre-season maintenance um, servicing, uh, they're looking at all aspects of that. And safety is a key part of it. Efficiency is a, a key part of it. And, of course, making that system last 
last as as long as possible. All of those things are mm-hmm. really important. I'll tell you, I'm, I know you've gotten this call before where it's just that first cold time, that, you know, cold day. Uh, they haven't turned their heater on in several months. All of a sudden, this wild smell. And they go, <laughs> what is, is it burning down? What's happening there? It's really a pretty simple thing, isn't it? That's right, Danny. That's that's a great question because that is a question that we get tons of phone calls. <laughs> the, when the first cold snap happens of the year, our phones start ringing off the hook with a very similar question, really that exact same question. Mm-hmm. So it's a very common odor when you first turn your heater on. The good news is there's a simple explanation for it, and that is when the system's been cooling all summer long, okay, heating has not been run in months, little pieces of dust they can accumulate on the inside parts of the system. Mm -hmm. And so when you turn the heating part of it on for the first time in a long time, there are certain parts of the system that are designed to get hot, right? Mm -hmm. And so those heating parts actually heat up the dust, and it can cause that that weird burning-type smell to to be throughout your home. But oftentimes, it's nothing to worry about, and it'll go go away very shortly. That's right. But it's a good reminder that if you haven't had your servicing done, um, that's a good reminder to pick up the phone. That's right. And, and get it done. And I know that you guys appreciate people that will have it done during, let's, if there is an off season in different areas of the country, that's, that's right. really the time that it's it's less pressure on you guys, you know, because as you said, when you the phone's going to ring off the hook, it's hard to get to everybody in a short period sure. of time. Sure. That's good to be proactive when you're talking about that. You know, sure. um, over the years, the use of heat pumps have um, gotten bigger and bigger, and and I'm I'm hearing more about you know it's not a regional use of that equipment anymore. Mm. They really have gotten so advanced, tech, you know, with tech technology that you can use a heat pump in almost every part of the country. But try to explain to our uh, podcast listeners really how a heat pump works and why it's probably a pretty viable way of going for a lot of people. That's right. So what we're talking about here is really a heat pump versus a gas furnace heating system. Okay, so those are the two the two primary types of systems you can have. So in regards to a heat pump specifically, in the summertime when your system's running in cooling mode, have you ever walked out to your outdoor unit and felt the air blowing up out of the top of it? It's mm-hmm. hot air, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So a heat pump works by simply having the ability to reverse the flow of refrigerant in your system. When in cooling mode, the cold gases are pumped into your home, and in heating mode, the process is reversed and the hot gases are pumped into your home. So it's actually literally reversing the flow of refrigerant hmm. in order to heat or cool. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then I guess, you know, in extreme situations when you're really having to call upon that heat pump a lot, uh, do they still use the emergency strips, the the radiant heat within that? That's right. So on the bitter cold days of the year, Mm -hmm. when your heat pump, maybe it's struggling to keep up, it's just, you know, it's the one or two days of the year when it's struggling. They have the electric heat strips on on board in the system, and we call it emergency heat. And Mm -hmm. those can kick on, and man, they can make your house warm up real quick. There you go. Hey, um, you know, kind of an obscure question, but one we get from time to time and made me really start thinking about it. You know, you you have the mode on your system that you can run just the fan only. Sure, I don't that's know right. if really people use that very often, you know, because usually they want to be get get you know get cool or get warm or whatever. But is it feasible? Let's say um, you know you have some. Uh, people that have the wood burning, uh, the pot belly stoves, yeah. you know, are still yeah. very popular. The Ben Franklin stoves, the fireplaces, and right. so forth. And you know, some rural areas will have some kerosene heaters. Mm-hmm. Is it feasible to distribute that hot air by using your central system uh, without without any heating on at all? 
is it feasible to turn that on to circulate that hot air throughout the other areas of the home? This is a unique conversation that I honestly don't have often, mm-hmm. but it could work mm-hmm. so long as that third-party heat source is close to the return of your central system. So that way the central system would have the best chances of, of sucking up the heat and redistributing it throughout the home. However, though, from our experience, in most cases, that third-party heat source you're going to have is not going to actually produce enough heat Mm -hmm. to keep the entire home comfortable. Mm -hmm. Airflow in the wintertime can really be uncomfortable unless it's properly heated, right? Mm -hmm. So, So it could work in theory, but it's just not likely to be able to work well. Also, one more thing, make sure that the third-party heat source is not putting off carbon monoxide, because if it is, that could get into a safety issue with your central system pumping that throughout the whole home. Yeah, you know, I have seen a situation where someone was trying this, you know, really trying to save as much money as they could, mm-hmm. and they had their system running like that, and you could clearly tell not all, I mean, yes, it was distributing some heat, but it was also pulling a lot of smoke sure. out of that, sure. and that's that just kind of defeats the whole purpose. Right. So, so uh, in unique situations, it might help some, but let's don't rely on that right. going into right. to winter right. time. I like agree. <laughs> but now, now, you know, during the heat of the winter or during the heat, you know, the cold um, or the heat of the summer, whichever, you spend a lot more time inside. And, um, t- you know, we try to tell everybody over and over and over about how important it is to change that filter on a regular basis right. and what that filter does. That's and, right. and I've heard different stats and so forth, but I, when I tell someone that a properly working heating and cooling system will have an air exchange, now that's all the air, cubic footage of air in your home is passing through that filter two to three times per hour, they go, what? Wait a minute. Because you get a visual. You get a visual of every bit of air in your home, and it goes through that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I know that's close to being true. It's sure. not true. Sure. But it certainly emphasizes why that filter is your first line of defense for getting rid of that dust, getting rid of the allergens and pet dander and all of that, but also just making the air inside your house a whole lot healthier for your family to breathe. That's absolutely right. Indoor air quality really is a big deal, especially in today's world when our homes are so well insulated. It's it's all the more important than your, that your central system is doing a really good job at filtering that air. So all the more reason to make sure your filter is not getting clogged or dirty or old and regularly replacing it. You know, a lot of times on the podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little mean from time to time and try to stump our guest Uh-oh. with a with a question. But <laughs> I don't think I've got anything that's going to stump you. This is a uh, this is really um, some great information. Right. And uh, we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, Josh has a pretty interesting story. Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. So, Josh, you know, we've talked about before how, you know, you've been to thousands of homes, as mm-hmm. I have, sure. and uh, it's always interesting. Uh, everybody lives a little different here and there, but you had to have stumbled across some kind of story um, that you might be able to share with us. Uh, this happened to you over sure. the years. That's right. So I think it's probably safe to say that most of your listeners are do-it-yourself type of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. I'm the same way. So when you're doing something yourself, let this story serve as a word of caution to just make absolute sure that everything is proper. So 
the other day, we received a service call um, for a no heating situation. And, and, and so we went out, our service technicians went out. And when we got there, uh, the, the wife of the home said, hey, my husband's not home yet, but go ahead and get started. Uh, the other day, he was tinkering with it, and he was able to fix it last time. It had an issue. I don't know what he did, but he was able to fix it last time. So maybe it's the same issue again. Uh-oh. So we said, okay, no problem. Yes, ma'am. So we went around to the system, and as soon as we walked up to it, we saw something that caught our attention. The panel that covers all the electronics of the outdoor unit, the computer boards, the parts, and things like that. It's a waterproof compartment. It was not put on properly. Mm. There was a gap allowing rainwater to get inside of the, the waterproof portion of the system. Mm. So we said, oh, no. So we, we got our tools. We, we removed the door, the panel, and all of the computer parts and the boards, they were all rusted out. Ouch. Hmm. Because rainwater had gotten up into there and caused it to rust out. So what that homeowner meant, he meant well. He was trying to repair his system, tinker with it. But unfortunately, that door didn't get put on properly, and it caused a lot more problems down the road. So let that serve as a warning to just be careful. Yeah. And you know what? We really do emphasize. I mean, there's a lot going on with air conditioning and heating equipment. It can be very dangerous. It can be you can damage Um, very expensive equipment without even trying. So it is good to build a good relationship with a very good professional heating and cooling contractor in your area. Let them take care of virtually anything that you need. It does remind me, talking a minute ago about filters, I did have a situation many, many years ago. I provided a lot of home inspections. I was doing a home inspection, an elderly couple that were moving out of their house. Mm -hmm. And so the the husband and the wife were sitting in the living room watching TV while I was going about my inspection. Mm -hmm. I got to that hallway in that traditional fold-down grill where your return air is, you know, and so naturally part of the inspection is you take that, you know, filter out, you check the plenum behind it and so forth. Well, the gentleman um, who was selling the house, you know, just kind of keep an eye on me here and there as I was wandering around. When I got there and kneeled, uh, knelt down to take that, he seemed to be very quick to come right to my side oh. and said, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, um, this is the return air. I'm, I'm taking this. He says, just a minute. He walks back down the hall to check to see where his wife is. He comes back and says, go ahead. So I wasn't sure. Uh-oh. When I pulled that down and pulled that filter down, well, let's just say there was a half of a bottle of spirits <laughs> in there. I found my, my friend's little stash there, and uh, I said, don't worry about it. I won't be mentioning that, putting it on the report. <laughs> Everything looks good. I closed it back up, and he whew, went back in, sat down, peace peace among the house there. That so everything was fine. So his secret was safe with you. That's right. Always, always remember the, the look of fear in his eyes there. So anyway, you never know what you'll find in there. little yeah. last tidbit of advice for our listeners uh, that have uh, spent some time with us here. Sure, absolutely. I'll say this. Don't compromise on your safety, especially when it comes with, with your heating system. Always have your heating system inspected each year prior to use by a licensed professional. Yeah, absolutely. It is absolutely worth it. One of some of the best investments that you can make when you're looking for that return on your investment on your house well this is one of the best ones is making sure you get your system service by a pro well josh always great to be with you and we can we can talk about all kinds of things we'll get back and we'll talk about thermostats and we'll talk about all kinds of different things it goes on and on and on Uh, thanks so much for uh, being with us today absolutely danny i'm here to help thank you for having me 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. Hey, I look forward to sharing more with you next week. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.